The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Richard Fitzwilliams is a royal commentator and film critic who's given over 1,000 TV interviews and is known for his expertise in the British honour system. And he's on the line with us here just now. How are you today? Oh, I'm looking forward to what I think will be a very interesting King's Birthdays honours, which is be released later today. And also, of course, to the King's official birthday being celebrated. Uh, yes. Tripping, uh, it began. It was the tradition that began with George II in 1748. He also had a birthday, as King Charles has in November, and it's rather a wonderful tradition whereby you have this summer spectacle and then you have the royal family in the iconic uh, pose on the Buckingham Palace balcony. And it looks like it's going to be great weather for it as well. Well, the weather is very important and also the fly pass that uh, yes. was cancelled, largely cancelled for the coronation that will occur um, tomorrow because, uh, as you say, the weather will permit it. And I think there's something like 60 aircraft involved. So, you know, it'd be very substantial. And this is actually the first time in 30 years that every regiment of the household division will be featured in Trooping the Colour. So does this make it a particularly exciting year? I think it will be significant, particularly um, there are reports that King Charles will be saluting on horseback outside Buckingham Palace uh, when the march passed at the end. Uh, so it will be something that people will be fascinated by worldwide. Remember, uh, the Queen is now Colonel of the Grenadier Guards. Uh, the Prince of Wales is the Colonel of the Welsh Guards. Um, the Princess of Wales is the Colonel of the Irish Guards. And Princess Anne, Colonel of the Blues and Royals. And Duke of Edinburgh also, the Reserve Regiment of Guards. So there should be a full royal turnout, and who knows, we may have a few surprises. Yes. And what do you think the role of Trooping the Colour is kind of, I suppose, symbolically? Because I guess most people maybe don't think too much about military and stuff. They just watch it and go, oh, this is spectacular. Exactly. There used to be a specific purpose to it, because, Mm. I mean, if you consider... um, say, the Battle of Barnet. Uh, You remember Shakespeare wrote the envious mist that so deceived their sight. What happened there was the colours of one of the 
participants, Warwick the Kingmaker, couldn't have mistook uh, their own side uh, for the enemy and attacked them. And the importance of, firstly, of colours and under banners and so forth was to distinguish in the fire and fury and chaos of battle one side from another so that, in fact, when a colour was trooped down the line, which happens in Tripoli colour, uh, it's linked to this because it's particularly important. Otherwise, you might very well, you know, fire on your own side or um, or attack them. And it, that has from time to time happened. So colours were yeah. battlefields until 1881, which is the last time. And they date from the medieval tradition of, as I say, various barons and so forth, aristocrats had had banners to distinguish their particular um, their side, their um, regiment or whatever, and it developed from there. And you had some companies having several colours subsequently, and then the number got limited. And yeah. the colour is important. It's um, presented by the sovereign. The first Italian Welsh guards are tripping the colour, and uh, they had that colour presented in 2015. Uh, it uh, has military honours, and it's very special for the regiment. And of course, the pomp and pageantry dates back 200 years. Has it evolved somewhat over those years, or is it still kind of the same tradition? Well, of course, it's now every year, and in, it's supposed to have begun at the time of Charles II, and subsequently with the uh, the Georges, um, the last king, in fact, to lead troops into battle was George II at Dettingen. The way this uh, ceremony has developed, I mean, there are similarities because you they have the, the inspection uh, and the march pasts, the way the colours trooped, and also the so-called spin wheel, which is not written down anywhere, but um, musicians perform a very important turn, and that is something that's uh, it's the garrison sergeant major only who knows this and it's passed down hand to mouth, passed down by word of mouth from the various participants. You've also got the cavalry which is very, very popular and you've got the marches, uh, the more Welsh music of course with the participation of the Welsh guards and also Welsh themes to it. And these manoeuvres that they do I guess they can be quite difficult. Well some of the manoeuvres are relatively simple but when the, uh, for example the monarch inspects the troops and then the bands play then the colours presented and it's trooped down the line then uh, there's the march past in quick and slow time and also you've got the spin wheel and then you've got the cavalry and then you've got also the march back to the palace and the changing of the guard there and then you've got the balcony appearance and subsequent to that we've got the fly pass so uh, there it's not so much complexity, but of course the drilling, the uh, television cameras can very cruelly pick up where the periods where you have, say, dressing, which is not as good as it might be and so forth, yeah. and the camera is actually placed. So the Queen, I think that the late Queen, there will be undoubted tributes to her because what we'll see undoubtedly uh, is, well, everyone will have their memories. It was 
under Elizabeth II that it became so iconic. It was a picture of or a photograph of her on the horse Burmese given to her by the Canadian Mounties uh, that I think it was a very romantic image. And uh, that was a particular favourite of mine when I grew up and of a very large number of people. So the Queen and the extraordinary uh, way that the British monarchy is the world's most high-profile royal family, all of this has led to the trooping the colour and the balcony appearance being so significant. I suppose this is going to be the first full-on fly-past of the King's reign, isn't it? Because, of course, as you mentioned, the coronation one wasn't as spectacular as we'd have hoped. Well, the coronation only had the Red Arrows and uh, a few other aircraft. This will be, the, it'll be a, because they planned something very, very spectacular for the coronation, that will add a cachet to this. There's no doubt about it because, again, the, the military links with the royal family are, are extremely important. So that's all three services. And yes, that will be something that will be very popular and also popular in whether people will be able to enjoy because yeah. they'll be massive, clearly. Yes. And of course, as you mentioned, the King's Birthday Honours will be released later today. Are you looking forward to finding out who's got an honour? It's always interesting, and I'm glad to say that this time we haven't had any leaks. Yes, it's always fascinating. Uh, there are usually about a thousand plus names in the list, and what you normally find is something like uh, two-thirds have links with philanthropy, which I think is very important. Also, there's roughly gender equality now, which has been something... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Very, very significant that they've stood for this. And also, again, uh, one of the benefits of our honor system is the fact that you've got grades, grades for the various honours, uh, whether it's the Royal Victorian Order with the King's Gift, or whether it's um, the Order of Michael and George, or the Order of the Bath and so forth, or the Order of the British Empire, which has not changed its name yet. Um, the facts are that because they have grades, so they encourage initiative and incentive. And I think that's very, very important for this sort of list. Equally, sometimes people around it who shouldn't be, and so far as uh, nation honours are concerned, putting it mildly, that's been a chaotic situation with former Prime Boris Johnson and the fact that eight of his lists uh, were rejected by the House of Lords Appointments Committee. Because the honour system often gets criticised by some people. So do you think that the resignation honours just makes that worse? I think that the controversy over the resignation honours was also controversy over David Cameron. If you think back to Harold Wilson in 1975, the so-called Lavender List, written, it was said, on Lady Falkander, his sex private secretary's lavender-coloured notepaper, that included some appalling choices. So uh, the, the resignation on this list is not something that would have any popular appeal at all. And at the moment, it's in the well, I mean, it's it's right in the centre of ferocious controversy. And sometimes civil servants and individuals who shouldn't be honoured are honoured. Equally, the Honours Forfeiture Committee can remove honours if it believes they're taking the honour system into disrepute. There are always some people who get honours and haven't. David Beckham, for example, I'd have thought. Yes, people have argued that David Beckham appears to be doing things that would give him one, kind of deliberately. He looks like he wants one. David Beckham is someone who's, well, I mean, whether it's on the football field or whether it's uh, promoting British uh, interests abroad, links to the Olympics and so on. I mean, you, if you want to make a list, you would make a very important and impressive list for David Beck's behalf. But we do know that he wants a knighthood and we know he hasn't got it. Now, with specific reasons, of course there would be reasons. And this is, and presumably will be debated, but I, I think he'll get one. I think he should get one. He's hugely high profile. Uh, he has been a little unwise from time to time, so it depends how you balance these things up. Uh, do you think he'll get one today or just at some point in the future? Well, I think it would be very nice if he got one today because he's one of the most controversial names and one of the most high-profile names who's not on the list. And I think it'd be a very good beginning um, for the first birth King's birthday honours list. And looking back to the coronation last month, what did you make of the whole event? I thought it was very impressive. I think it combined um, tradition on the one hand with modernity on the other. And I think it, it was a success balance. The only problem was the weather, of course, and um, but that is not uh, you couldn't uh, obviously control. I think essentially it is a religious service, and essentially it was the king coming to serve, as he said. And I thought that William uh, paid a touching tribute, and uh, I thought the concert went very well. The whole weekend seemed well organised, with the weather regarding uh, regardless. Um, I. Think 
think also in our secular age, it doesn't do us any harm to see a magnificent uh, church service. The mm. Church of England, this was obviously an opportunity for the Archbishop, uh, and he seized it, uh, to be more high profile than he's ever been. <laughs> I think he did pretty well. The weather, maybe you can't make it out on the telly much, so I suppose apart from the fly past, most people watching it didn't really care about the weather. Well, I think, it, I mean, being down by Westminster Abbey myself the day before, I mean, there was the most ferocious downpour and uh, anyone out and people were camping out. Because remember, when they, in 1953, uh, firstly, the Queen went to Westminster Abbey in the gold coach and then subsequently um, the route back was five times the uh, route that King Charles took and people had more of a chance to see I think some three million did and of course that launched television but here um, yes it, I don't think necessarily those who weren't affected by the weather were, were that worried because you didn't see it um, on, on screen but equally it was a pity having said that I think it was most successful, and I think also that the the, the colours are very, very impressive. The ritual, the, no other royal family in the world is able to um, put on a show like this. And also, don't forget, you had representatives of over two countries. Is the rain a sign of a good rain, if you'll pardon the pun, because it rained at the Queen's coronation, didn't it, back in 1953? Yes, yeah, so the hope is you choose June, and the hope is that it won't rain. But Yes, that's true. So what was it that initially interested you in the royal family? Well, I think it's a sense of tradition and, and history, the fact that royals throughout history have been absolutely fascinating. And also, as a film critic, I'm interested in lecture on um, films which include royals or portrayals of uh, famous royals. That is fascinating too. And their series, whether good or bad, uh, such as The Crown, which also do this. I mean, the facts are that it, it's an absolutely unique institution, certainly in the world, and no other royal family have anything like the profile of the British. So that was the centre of my interest, and then subsequently the, the interest in other royal families, and general interest in history, and also a fascination with the way the royals negotiate the 21st century, because, you know, in a way you can argue it's anachronistic, and yet you can argue it mm. works. And what do you think about the monarchy's place today because most people are still in favour of it in this country but if you look at opinion polls there's a kind of generational divide do you think it will last into the future? I think we've had a monarchy, a monarchy for over a thousand years um, the, one, the one exception has been um, the Civil War I think I think it will change the whole point of an institution of that sort is it must adapt, it's not that it must be in front of public opinion or indeed abreast of it. It simply mustn't be too far behind it. <laughs> so, yes, there, are, there is a, an age gap now in attitudes, and that's largely because of the activities of the Sussexes. In what way do you feel the activities of the Sussexes has perhaps damaged the reputation or the image of the monarchy? Well, I think it's been very damaging because they were one of the... the they were the royal hope. Um, so far as the Commonwealth is concerned, so far as um, a more contemporary monarchy, or 
more contemporary looking monarchies concerned. Either there's no doubt at all that the way the plan was to have the Sussexes as a sort of modern face of the British monarchy, and certainly Meghan and Satfactu Dubois, a person of colour, someone who's an actress, um, someone also who I felt could deal with um, the uh, deal with people, deal with the red carpets and so forth. It turned out to be completely different, and I think the fact that it hasn't worked has definitely damaged the monarchy, and that's why you've got the standoff at the moment. There's no doubt at all it's very damaging. What do you think about the future? Do you think this standoff will continue, or do you think at some point there will be reconciliation or maybe people's perceptions, the public's perceptions about what's going on could change one way or another? Well, as far as the public's concerned, I mean, they very little support in Britain, but they're after profile in the wider world. So far as the um, the Oprah interview, that was the damaging interview. Allegations of racism and also allegations dealing with Meghan's mental health and so forth. That's very serious. Um, it was They've been absolutely ruthless, um, and the royal family can't answer back point by point. So far as the future's concerned, the monarchy will alter, it will adapt, and it will remain, in my opinion. Now, for the very soon future, how do you plan to watch Tripping the Colour? Are you going to be watching it on the telly, or will you be there in the crowds? No, I should be watching it on television. (laughs) Nice. Is that the best way to see it, because you get to see so many angles or have you been to see it in public before? Oh, I've many, many times attended it, but I do prefer television because I'll probably be doing commentaries and things myself, so it's important. Yes. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you if we want to do that? Well, it's follow my website, www.richardfitzwilliams.com Excellent. Well, many thanks for joining us today and have a great trip in the colour tomorrow. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.